As we manage this disease and the dynamic nature of this moment, uh, we need to anticipate spread, but we also need to prioritize our focus. Uh, most important thing, again, is to protect the most vulnerable. On Sunday, March 15th, California Governor Gavin Newsom urged citizens 65 and older to isolate themselves in their homes. He also implored local bars, nightclubs, and brew pubs to close down as the number of coronavirus cases across the state and the country continue to climb. The concept of social distancing has now embedded itself into our everyday lives. But know that our actions aren't just about ourselves. Our decisions will determine the fate of loved ones. Our decisions and actions will determine the length of this crisis, the damage done to our economy and ultimately how quickly we will get back up on our feet. L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti took things a step further this week, taking executive action to close down gyms, movie theaters, and entertainment venues. That's along with ending dine-in services at restaurants in the city of Los Angeles until March 31st. Don't worry, you don't have to mourn the loss of your double-double or your favorite seared salmon salad. Takeout and drive through services remain unaffected. The closure also won't affect grocery stores, pharmacies, and food banks. We need to take these steps to protect our city right now. Our best public health experts at CDC say that large crowds and events are the biggest contributors to the spread of COVID-19. And the gatherings of 50 people or more should be postponed or canceled over the next few weeks. These same kind of actions are taking place all over the country. Citizens are being encouraged to self-isolate. It's all in an effort to, and maybe you've heard this phrase before, flatten the curve. To help explain what that means, here's Dr. Anthony Fauci, immunologist and director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He's regarded as the nation's leading expert on infectious diseases and is a member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. If you look at the curves of outbreaks, you know, they go big peaks and they come down. What we need to do is flatten that down. That would have less people infected. That would ultimately have less deaths. You do that by trying to interfere with the natural flow of the outbreak. Simply put, a high curve means the disease is spreading quickly, overwhelming our healthcare system, and potentially keeping people from critical care, thus resulting in more deaths. A low curve means the disease is spreading slowly and therefore allowing doctors more time and resources to treat people. As a nation, we can't be doing the kinds of things we were doing a few months ago, that it doesn't matter if you're in a state that has no cases or one case. You have to start taking seriously what you can do now. When things first started getting serious in the United States, citizens were told to practice social distancing, which just sort of meant to be more conscientious about your interactions with people. You know, stay six feet apart, maybe keep social gatherings to a minimum, bump elbows instead of shaking hands. But as KTLA reporter Christina Pascucci found out, that seems to no longer be enough. What does a month from now look like? Uh, I hope two months from now looks like we're uh, digging out. Uh, I don't think it's going to be too much different a month from now. I think two months from now uh, will look like China does today, where things are slowly getting back to normal. So that's Dr. William Hazeltine. He's an MIT grad, a former Harvard Medical School professor, and he's known for his groundbreaking work around HIV AIDS and other viruses. He is a leader in biotech and genomics, and he even helped lead the response to the anthrax threat post 9-11. So he's done a lot of work in this space. 
We feel really lucky to talk to him. And um, frankly, he changed my perspective on how the U.S. is handling all this. The U.S. is, uh, in terms of the control, is close to Italy uh, and not close to countries that control it well, like Singapore, China, or South Korea. It is certainly not the best. It's uh, We're doing very poorly in terms of our control of uh, this epidemic. Uh, in fact, uh, I saw a joke the other day, uh, the Mexicans want us to build the wall even faster. Dr. Hazeltine runs Access Health International. What they do is they advise governments on healthcare and how to best help people. In the case of coronavirus, he says, we need to stop using a term that we all now know, social distancing. Social distancing is a very uh, vague term. People could, uh, for example, go to a bar. It could be 200 people, and as long as they stay two or three feet away from somebody, they might think they're social distancing. They're not. They are going to be exposed either by breathing the air or touching the surface. Quarantine is the right word, and mandatory quarantine is a better word for those infected. What do you think about the CDC giving new guidelines that people should not be in groups of more than 10? Uh, that's, I think it's a lot better than groups that have gone from 250 to 100 to 50 and now down to 10. I think it's a much better guideline. But uh, I think at this point, it's best to be in very small groups, uh, family groups only, if possible. A lot of people think maybe you can only get the coronavirus if an infected person near you sneezes, but Hazeltine says, uh, maybe think again. The virus can also be transmitted uh, by just by breathing. You don't necessarily have to be sneezed on somebody or touch a surface. There are people who have lots of virus in their nose, in their mouth, and when they breathe out, that virus goes into the air. And many cold viruses, including coronaviruses, can be uh, contracted that way. That's what we call airborne, and, right? Uh, airborne, yeah. The first thing you should do, if you think you are infected, you should quarantine yourself, contact your doctor. Uh, you can call. They don't want you to come in because uh, you might get infected or you might be infected by somebody else. It's only in the case that you have difficult breathing, you should get yourself to a hospital. How do you think this epidemic will end? Um, I see four possibilities. One is, it could be seasonal and temperate climates, many of these viruses are, uh, but it could naturally abate, that's not in our control. Uh, a more dire situation would be, as many people as the virus can infect, it infects, and then there's no more people to infect, and it would die away that way. Uh, it could be that we'll have a vaccine, uh, I think we will, I think this is... We don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that at some point, uh, many months from now, we'll have a uh, an effective vaccine. South Korea is already flattening the curve. South Korea ran a countrywide simulation of what a new coronavirus infection would look like. And so they were prepared. And they made their tests free for everyone, and they traced each and every contact potentially infected people had. That's, that's right. That's what they did. And the Chinese have also taken really extreme measures you've probably heard about. Things like locking down cities of millions of people and also carefully, in some cases, creepily monitoring their residents. There's a friend of mine who traveled with his wife from Frankfurt to Shanghai. The next day, the authorities asked them to come with them, put them in separate hotel rooms for 15 days, served them meals at their door with hazmat, uh, uh, and has people with hazmat outfits, and were given a special toilet to disinfect any of their bowel movements. 
uh, before they flush the toilet. That's what real control looks like. If you're asked to stay in your room, if anybody, if you leave, you're reported by your neighbors, and uh, the police come and put you back in custody. Neighbors are reporting on the activity. There's、uh, apartment watches, so everybody is observed. If China is on the extreme end, Dr. Hazeltine says the U.S. is on the opposite side. He points to the lack of testing and the fact that our own president didn't acknowledge the seriousness of the crisis until after the stock market crashed twice. One of the issues that we face is this problem started out with a president who called this a hoax and denied that this would be a problem. And promised us that there are about 15 people infected, and in a few days it will all be gone. As for a possible cure, Hazeltine said his best guess is that we're a year away from a coronavirus vaccine. But on the hopeful end, he thinks it's possible we might already have a way to fight this. When do we think we'll know if drugs that work for HIV or Hep C will work for this?、Um, It'll be a couple of weeks. It shouldn't, or a few weeks. Let's say it shouldn't be long. More on that tomorrow. You heard Dr. Hazeltine point to South Korea and China as countries who have had model responses to dealing with the coronavirus outbreak. In fact, Dr. Fauci also points out that the situation in those countries have begun to improve thanks to strict containment and mitigation. Earlier this week, China reported just 27 new cases of coronavirus, minuscule compared to the number it used to see. We're at a critical point here in the United States to help stem the spread of coronavirus. Self-isolation is not mandatory, but it's important and strongly encouraged. Even if you don't feel sick or think you're at risk, you have the potential to spread the virus to someone who may suffer more serious consequences. It's strange to see your favorite bar or restaurants close down. And not be able to go catch a movie at the theater or head to the gym for your morning workout, for many it's probably a little scary. But officials say don't panic. There's no food shortage, and stores will resupply. Yes, including toilet paper, and the water supply is clean and safe to drink. But what about testing and treatment? There have been some confusing messages regarding the availability of coronavirus test kits, who should get tested, and when and how. There are reportedly now steps in place to expand testing, and the first vaccine trials have begun in the United States. More on all that tomorrow, and the ways doctors and researchers continue to be hard at work finding ways to combat COVID-19. Be sure to subscribe to Coronavirus Daily wherever you listen to podcasts, so it shows up in your feed. You can help others find this podcast by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen, and by sharing it with friends, family, and colleagues. For the latest up-to-the-minute information, visit ktla.com/coronavirus. There, you can also find past episodes of this podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow.